The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So during the break, uh, someone made the excellent point that if you, if we follow the path of you know trying to counter gossip in the office by saying, I wonder you know what's going on with him, we have to be really careful that we then don't go into gossip about you know kind of psychoanalyzing or dissecting. So this next uh, section I hope will be helpful in that regard. As Chris said, you know keep coming back to the intention. Really, it's not about do we say the exact right thing in any particular moment or are we trying to find just the perfect speech, but rather what's going on inside? What feels non-clinging, non-ill will, and non-harming? What feels kind? What feels compassionate? What feels like it brings people together? Um, So with that in mind, um, I'd like to spend a little time with some Uh, ways that you can work with speaking and listening practice. So I'll talk about it for about 15 minutes and then you'll get together again in small groups and have a chance to actually practice mindful listening and mindful speaking in a very conscious way in this friendly environment where we aren't being subjected to rapid fire uh, speech or gossip by other people um, or we're, we're speaking with relatively friendly crowd and where we can slow it down and take our time and nobody's going to think anything about it. So sometimes it helps to have this opportunity. The other part of this that's such a big part of it is that as I mentioned at the beginning it's our internal speech. You know before we speak it out into the room what's going on internally with us very often is such a rich practice. Just watching what we're saying to ourselves or what we're rehearsing in our minds as we uh, are getting ready to speak or what we're hearing other people speaking and what's going on inside as we hear it. So I'm going to share with you some practices um, that were shared for the Daily Life Practice Group at IMC by Andrea Fella. And Andrea, you know, offers these guidelines to help daily life practice participants have experiences of wise speech with one another. 
Um, the first thing she invites, which will later, I'll, I'll repeat this because this will be uh, something we'll practice with in the breakout sessions, is to notice whether you have any tendencies towards these patterns of unhelpful speech. So Chris gave you a chance to reflect on that in small groups just a few minutes ago, seeing whether, you know, is, is there a tendency to speak in ways that are not quite honest, you know, that are either too flattering or um, too general or too exaggerated or have an, a motivation behind them that's not completely honest. It's trying to gain an advantage. Um, is there a tendency towards divisive <coughs> speech that, you know, creates a them versus us? Is there a tendency towards harsh speech? You know, is that a pattern for you? Did you grow up with a lot of harsh speech and you're used mm -hmm. to, you know, really st strong or strident kinds of speech? Um, can you speak in ways that are timely? You know, is your speech well-timed or do you find yourself not in the right sequence with, with the people you're speaking with or that you've said something prematurely or too late um, and it needed to be said a long time ago? So is your speech timely? So the first thing to do is just to start being the scientist of your own life and start observing what are your patterns with respect to speech? Um, are there any of these areas that are difficulty for you or come up more often? Idle chatter. Is it, you know, is it your tendency to chatter about things that maybe aren't, you know, really aren't conducive beyond just social interaction that really aren't helpful? So um, by reflecting on what is actually going on, by watching what's actually going on in your speech, you can bring more mindfulness to it. You know, the whole point is to study what's going on and then to see where your opportunities are to feel more relaxed, more easeful, more free, and, you know, feel that kind of kind-heartedness or compassionate heart that actually feels way better than sitting there worrying about, hmm, I wonder if that was a good conversation <laughs> to have or not. So, and then the second thing is, you know, during this month, you're going to have a lot of opportunity observing your speech, observing other speech, and, and observing what you're thinking and saying to yourself inside. You are going to notice unwise speech internally or externally. I just caught myself in the library. Somebody asked me, are there any good books here? And I said, oh yeah, they're all good. And then I came back from the bathroom. I'm like, I have not read all the books in the library. I don't know whether they're all good. So, you know, again, exaggeration. So we each get the opportunity this month to see when any of these factors creep into our speech. It will happen. And then that is a great time to practice wise intention with yourself. That's the time to exercise some renunciation with respect to beating yourself up if you're one of the people who has a tendency to run the mental loop like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that, I should have said, you can maybe ease up on that and practice kindness towards yourself and compassion towards yourself because this is one of the harder practices. We have ample opportunity. So just, you know, gently bringing yourself back and reminding yourself to keep trying. So I came back from the bathroom and said, 
No, I exaggerated. I, all the books in the library may not be great. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, we can, and, and that, that's a mild example, but there may be examples in which we actually need to make amends. I mean, maybe you fired off the email that was totally misunderstood and totally hurt someone's feelings or said something to someone that they misunderstood and took in the wrong way or said many things to yourself that uh, maybe you need to make a little gentle amends with yourself for the way you've been speaking to yourself. So just keeping that in mind and being gentle. So with that, there are several practices we can do here and throughout the month and throughout our lifetimes that will help us in practicing wise speech. And the very first thing is to pause before you speak. Um, this is one place where you have that opportunity. Nobody's expecting you to say something immediately. Even at work, if you've got rapid-fire colleagues, it is amazing how just under a second's worth of pausing can be very helpful. If you just pause, <coughs> relax your body, and breathe, that's helpful. Um, one way to do this if you are dealing with someone with whom the conversation is very fast or you won't get the chance to say you know what you need to say to participate in a discussion is to kind of rephrase what they just said and then add your piece if I understood what you were just saying it's that XYZ and so here's what I'd like to put out there you know ABC so to, to use that little bit of rephrasing to help first of all it helps the other person know that you've heard them you've understood them, or they can disagree with you if you got it wrong. I do this in my practice with couples all the time. You would be amazed how often people think they are restating what the other person said and they are getting it completely or partially wrong and the other person jumps in and says, nope, that's not what I said, or that's not what I meant. So this can be part of your pause. If, you, if you're in a rapid conversation, you can use the pause as a reflection. Here's what I just heard, and here's what I'd like to add. So that's one step, very important. Pause before you speak. The next is take a moment to recognize if you know what you're about to say before you speak it. And if you know, you know, sometimes people are busy rehearsing what they're about to say. So they do know, or they, they feel something needs to be said right now. So you have some sense of what you're about to say. If you can, you could notice that. Um, or, and or, your motivation for speaking. Why are you about to speak? So this is something that I've learned as a professional tool. Anytime I feel a little leaning, or a lot of leaning forward, or urgency, that's the time for me to remain silent and watch what is going on inside that I have to say something right now. Usually, I, I've learned to mistrust that urgency. Often that's coming out of my need, not necessarily what's going to be the most conducive. So this taking a moment to recognize if you know what you're about to say or what your motivation is for speaking. Um, 
this is a great time to notice whether it's going to be beneficial, honest, timely, kind instead of harsh, useful instead of idle. We can do a really quick inventory of that before we speak. So first pause. Next, notice your motivation for speaking. And if you know what you're going to say, check it out for these qualities of honesty, timeliness, beneficial, you know, these important factors. Then the, the third step you can do is to connect with your body. By the way, sometimes with me, the connection for th- with the body comes before the checking the what I'm about to say. So I think these two can go in either order. But it's really good to check what's going on in here. So I said, you know, if I feel a little leaning forward or urgency, that's often felt, I often feel that in the chest. Um, so just being aware of what's going on in your body um, while you're speaking and even before you speak, is there ease? Is there calm? Is there tightness? Is there an emotion that's expressed physically? Um, is there overall tension or is there relaxation? There's so much you can notice in the body that will give you the opportunity to notice what kind of intention is shaping your speech and also will allow you, if you notice your body's tense, maybe you give yourself a second or two to relax. You know, maybe you can feel whether things like defensiveness are coming up physically whether your shoulders are starting to creep up or whether you're feeling relaxed, you're having, you know, a beneficial conversation, it's making you feel more peaceful, more at ease. These are things we can stay connected with. So we're pausing. We're seeing if we can notice our intention and what we're about to say and connecting with our body, bodies in the process. Then... Tracking, a a great way to stay in touch with your body while you're um, speaking is actually on the same bodily level. The guideline Andrea came up with, which I think is kind of great, is just a simple measure. Am I agitated or not agitated while I'm speaking? So for you, that could be, you know, am I tense or contracted at all? Am I not tense? But just some simple is something there that's showing me I'm not really fully relaxed and grounded? Or am I relaxed and grounded while I'm talking? So maybe you've noticed before that if you're saying something important to someone, there can be a tendency to start out grounded and to get more energized as you say it. So this is a way to stay in touch with, okay, as I'm speaking, in this important dialogue with this person, am I staying aware of my body? Am I still relaxed? Am I still able to track? Or am I kind of getting tense, rising up, getting agitated? And by the way, I love the fact that you don't have to be completely linear with these. At that very moment, you can go back to pause Give yourself a second to notice, okay, what motivation is creeping up now? If I get more intense with my speech, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, 
I'm not sure they're understanding me and I notice I'm intensifying my speech because I'm not sure they're understanding me. So go back to pause, go back to checking your motivation and what you're about to say next. Connect with your body and track your body while you're speaking. Is it agitated or not agitated? And then the beautiful other half of speaking, mindful listening. <laughs> so this is the part of speaking that often is so easy to forget. When the other person is responding to you, noticing while you're listening to them what's going on in here. And this is going to be a great opportunity as we talk in the group here about you know, what our patterns of speech are. If somebody starts talking about something, you can notice the effects on you inside. Is it one of the things where you start to feel like, oh, oh, me too. I want to, yeah, me too. Or is it like, oh my gosh, I never have that problem. Or, you know, just what's going on? Or, uh-huh, you know, what's going on here? And again, checking the body. Are you, as you listen to the other person, what's happening in the body? Again, pausing, checking your internal motivation, what you, what's coming up in you that maybe wants to be spoken. This is where we really get to study our internal speech too. What are you saying to yourself as you're listening to the other person? There's some probably internal speaking that's going on in you. Connecting with your body again and allowing yourself to stay connected and finally, just exploring silence. Silence is actually such a helpful space that we give ourselves to notice what's going on inside. Notice the silent, in silence, it's when we can notice our internal dialogue. It's also when we can notice the habits of speech that are bubbling up. So for example, a great exercise that can be challenging to do, but I'd invite you all to try it this month. If you're on the phone with someone who, with whom you speak regularly enough, um, try not speaking for three of the minutes of the conversation in a row. Like three, take three solid minutes. Maybe you're going to pick the, the person you know that speaks the most. <laughs> but just remain silent for three minutes. No, uh-huh, uh-huh. No anything. Just be silent for three minutes and watch what happens inside you. You can do it in a conversation too. Very interesting to see what happens. Also, what? No. No, you are not. You're going to do this without telling the person that that's what you're doing. You know, just pick a conversation where you think it's going to be okay and, you know, you're not trying to do any harm with this. You're trying to study yourself. You will be surprised that, I think you will be surprised that it, at what happens. You know, it may end up being easier and more well-received than you think because the other person may finally be like, wow, they really listened to me. <laughs> so one thing that uh, Gil says sometimes that is a great suggestion for this silence practice is does what I plan to say improve on the silence? <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty high bar actually. 
Um, so while we're uh, doing this exploration, I hope you will try these techniques um, and see what happens. Take your time. This is one place where you have the time to indulge yourself in pausing, getting to see what it is that you're about to say and the motivation for it, connecting with your body and staying connected enough to notice agitation, listening and noticing what's happening while you are listening to other people, seeing whether your tendency to contribute is going to improve on the silence or not. And of course, you know, be, be playful with this. Have fun with it. <laughs> I don't want to have a whole bunch of silent folks in the room frozen in fear of saying the next thing. It's okay to, to let the flow go. Um, then finally, you know, if, if it's impossible to do this, uh, you know, even the three-minute exercise or any of these practices um, in your daily life, it, if it just feels too impossible or like you're going to ruffle someone's feathers, maybe pick a, a friend and, and do tell them what you're doing and try it and see what happens. You know, try to make the circumstances more gentle for yourself. So with that, let's get into, uh, I'm going to say uh, dyads this time, two. Get, it, get into groups with just one other person. So find another person, and then I'll give you your instruction. Should it be somebody different from the group you were just in? Or does Up matter? to you. Just pick whomever you th you'd like to do this listening and speaking with. All right, so what you are going to do, is everybody paired? And if, if we have an odd number, then just uh, make yourself a trio with someone if you haven't found a... Okay, good. So what you're going to do is you're going to have a free-flowing conversation with one another. So it's not going to be the kind of formal practice that we've had. You're actually going to be free to talk and listen and talk and your, your subject is any of the facets of, you know, unwise speech. If you've noticed a pattern in yourself, I know we haven't done this practice all month yet, but if you've noticed any patterns in yourself or any areas where you get into trouble with speaking um, with someone, and it could be a particular person, share a little bit about that with the other person and then you know, give them time to share a little bit about their difficulty or to um, have, you know, any kind of comments. Keeping in mind we're not really tr going to give each other advice here, but we might, so we're going to refrain still from advising or correcting or telling someone else about their, you're, you're talking from your own experience. So um, you have this chance for free-flowing conversation and you're going to practice pausing before you speak, noticing if you know what you're about to say and what's the motivation for it, staying connected with your body while you're speaking, feeling your body, and noticing as you're speaking, is it getting more agitated or is it non-agitated? Just 
you know, simple recognition. What's going on? I can feel more energy in my chest right now. Now I'm taking breath. Now less energy, you know, calmer. So just noticing that. And while you're doing that, of course, you're going to be exploring mindful listening. What happens as the other person speaking about their topic? Are you listening fully to them? And if so, what's going on in you as you hear what they're sharing? And can you improve on the silence? <laughs> so just see what happens and, and have fun with it. I'll ring the bell in about 25 minutes. So you've got ample time to do this. You may learn a lot about your own patterns of speaking. And you can take it slow. Oh, yeah, good point. We want to hear back from you. So 20 minutes. See, you just got five minutes shaved off of there. <laughs> right. I'm sure you all are founts of wise speech all the time, but we're trying to get at where do you have, where is it sticky? Where is it difficult for you? Share about that. So how was the practice of mindful listening and speaking? What did you notice? We're going to speak into the mic again for those who are not present who want to listen. Well, there's not. I'm, I'm here now. Yeah, it's okay. Just, just talk into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was very engaging. I heard everything he said with no thought in my mind, saw just maybe two times. I just, oh, my, okay. But it was so good. It's so good to learn how to listen. Mm. Thank you all. <laughs> um, I found it extremely difficult to listen with being mindful with myself. Um, and then whenever I tried to do it, I got a sense that my partner was like, she bored, she listening. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if that was my perception or if it was real. <laughs> 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 but it really, I realize I'm not used to that and that I kind of lose myself when I listen to people. And it's almost like multitasking. Either I pay attention to myself or I listen to the words, but I can't do both. Is mm. that normal? Yeah, uh, this is not an easy practice to do. And as you're starting, you're th that was some good mindfulness, just to even notice what was going on inside you and the wondering about your partner and whether he was getting it. So you're noticing a lot. Just keep trying it. Keep trying it. And even though we may not m technically multitask, our minds are really fast. So this switching back and forth between what's going on inside me and attending to the other person 
can, it can go on. You can be attending inside and attending externally, even if it's just going tweak, 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 like that. My observation is that listening is much harder than speaking. <laughs> being conscious about what you're listening to versus being conscious about right speech. Um, to be honest, like I felt a little nervous at first when he said 20 minutes. And I go, 20 minutes with this person that I don't really know that's kind of a stranger. But then as I just tried to practice what we've been practicing, like we got into a really nice conversation and the 20 minutes went by really fast. <laughs> so I was really thankful about that. Wonderful. We were both practicing being still when we weren't the one who was talking. And somehow I felt heard anyway without uh-huh, uh-huh and without seeing nods, and without seeing any body language that says, I'm listening to you, I hear you. So that sense of being heard must be made of something other than sound and motion. Mm. So that, that stillness, that emptiness, can have a quality of being heard or a quality of not being heard. Thank you. Um, one thing that was interesting for me to observe was the moment at which I came up with what to say in response when they were, th when they were talking. Um, because it was like, oh, okay, I'm like present, present while they're talking. And then the moment I thought of what I was going to say, it's like from then on, it's as if I like turned down the volume or like put like a colored filter over the rest of what they were saying because it's all through the filter of what I was about to say. Um, and... Uh, I think that I realize that this is coming partially out of the fear that when the time comes that it's my turn, I'll just like not know what to say. Um, which like when I think about it now is like not a big deal at all. And it's like definitely better to, to uh, I guess at the time when I have to speak to be responding to like the whole of what they said rather than what I had come up with midway through. Mm. Okay. Great. There's good news. You only have the rest of your life to practice this. <laughs> so, you know, uh, every moment of every day, it's either going on, it may be going on internally, or it may be going on externally, or both. So I hope that you will just allow yourself to enjoy the month with it. Be kind to yourself while you're doing it. All fake microphones are the same. <laughs> yeah. We have a couple of announcements. Um, We'd like to invite you all to stay for a potluck tea after the January meeting. We've done this every year, so 
Um, you're welcome to bring a little snack if you want, or we're going to bring plenty, so don't worry about that aspect of it. But uh, 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 the January meeting is on January 7th, so uh, just plan to stay afterwards, and we'll socialize and practice writer or whatever kind of speech out in the uh, community room. And hopefully Bruni will be back and be joining us at that time. Um, also, the dates of the program, it's just endlessly confusing. They're, they're <laughs> the, the dates that are on the website are correct. The dates on the latest set of flyers out there are wrong again. And Anyway, it's always on Sunday. The dates that seem to be confused, it's February 4th, March 4th, April 8th and May 6th. So you might double check if you wrote the dates down somewhere early on in the process, you might double check what's on the website and make sure that you have the right dates for the program. That means they are all first Sundays except for April. That would be the second Sunday of April, but the others are first yes. Sundays of the month. That's every true. Time. We're, we, we moved it not to be on Easter Sunday, so it's April 8th. But other than that, it is the first Sunday. Okay. April 8th. February 4th, March 4th, April 8th, May 6th. Anyway. Well, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. Yeah. May all of the good intentions that you bring to your speech um, internally bring great compassion and kindness for yourself and externally enhance the kindness and compassion in the world, um, which so desperately needs that. Sort this out. Maybe Bernie will be full of energy. We don't know yet, right?